Hello, everybody, and welcome to more of a comment than a question. My name is Smithy Mehta, and joining me is my friend, Paul Connor. Paul, how has this week been for you? Weird. It's been a weird week. Um, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and I, yeah, so obviously, so we live in the Bay Area, um, right. and the sky has been orange this week. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was talking to a student earlier and, and just saying how, when something like that happens, my like intuitive response is just to say, "Well, it doesn't make a difference what color the sky is. Like, I can yeah. still I can still do my research. I can still do uh-huh. my writing and stuff like that." Yeah. But I do think, on some subconscious level, it bothered me that the sky was orange. I mean, I I was a climate change activist. Like, it's an issue that I really cared uh-huh. about and really felt deeply about. And it, to be honest, it's an issue I've sort of more or less given up on and sunk into just apathy about but like yeah like walking around san francisco in this like orange hellish dystopian oh my god yeah it wasn't even that it was orange it was like it felt like midnight like i i yeah. didn't realize it was daytime for because yeah. i don't put alarms on it's just my cats and like the sunlight will wake me up yeah I, I like i didn't wake up because i didn't realize it was just really odd yeah yeah and just this feeling of like, yeah, this is every this is every year now. Like yeah. Australia was my my home country. It was burning right. last oh God, Australian yeah. summer, and now in California, California is just burning every summer. And yeah. and the fact that some of the fires were started by a gender reveal party, I just did you hear <laughs> that? It, oh, I no, I did not hear that. It was just I was just like, man, humanity. <laughs> we don't we don't deserve to make it. No. No, we really don't. I, I really think like this is the earth saying, you know, this is like, you've had enough, right? Mm. I've all this time. I don't know. It's not even, you can't even joke about it because like when, whenever there's a forest fire, hundreds of thousands of animals that feel pain yeah, right. burn to death, like suffer horrible, agonizing deaths. Uh, ah, it's just really upsetting. And I don't know. Um you know, to, to be a bit more selfish, I've had a rough week because I've been trying to write this stupid research statement because uh, I'm trying to apply for a stupid job. And it's really hard. <laughs> I'm like looking up like, what's a good research statement? And the advice is so annoying. It's like, uh, you know, there's this checkbox and, and it's like, is it detailed enough? Is it too detailed? Is it ambitious enough? Is it too ambitious? And I'm like, oh, fuck you, whoever wrote this advice. Like, you, like I, it, this thing, it's actually like, one of the most complex problems I've worked on in a long time is like writing a three page statement that explains everything I've done, everything I want to do, how my work is important, how it fits in with the faculty of this university. It's like, I mean, I guess like what I'm telling myself is if I write it now in future, I can just edit it, whatever I come up with Mm -hmm. now, but I'm (laughs) just staring at this blank (laughs) word document and I'm like, wait, wait, so how, like, yeah. What's the like two sentence version of this paper that I that's gonna be the right that's hit that sweet spot of like the right level of detail? Ah, uh, ah, uh, haven't enjoyed haven't enjoyed myself this week. It hasn't been a good oh, week for me. Yeah, no, not for a lot of people. That doesn't sound like fun at all. And I mean, there's something about an empty word document. A friend and I were talking about how like there has to be a German word, right, for the feeling you get of just like an empty <laughs> word document, and you just. <laughs> can't can't get started with it i feel you paul yeah well it hasn't just been a bad week for us though yeah yeah it's It's been been a bad week for other people as well lots of people um 
in particular, a there was a well, yeah, was because she no longer is mm-hmm. a professor of history at George right. Washington University. Yeah. So this is this is you know, going to be the topic of this podcast. Yeah. Je- great segue, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> Jessica Krug, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. it could be Krug. Uh, I, I think it's Krug. Probably Krug. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is a uh, was a professor of history um, mm-hmm. studying the African diaspora. She's she's published papers. She's written books, um, right. and she revealed in a Medium post that she had been lying about her race. Mm-hmm. She said that um, since a young age, she had been sort of pretending to be black, adopting various um, various personas, North African blackness, most mm-hmm. recently sort of Afro-Latina. Yeah, Bronx before that it was like Caribbean. Based. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's been this, she wrote this, this really long medium post um, with this incredibly soaring rhetoric about how what she had done was the epitome of violence yeah uh, which I, I gotta tell you i i i was reading it and just the i don't know the philosophy student in me anytime i hear rhetoric like that where it's like me telling people i'm black is the epitome of violence mm. and i'm like well actually i don't think that's violence at all <laughs> at all technically with how i understand the word but anyway we can we, yeah. can, we can get into all that. anyway like but, but she yeah. she's like so steeped in a really um aggressive brand of identity politics like yeah. she like for years would like obviously everything you read about her was just weaponizing this adopted identity mm-hmm. um to sort of like demand platforms and like um yeah, like seems like she was incredibly like incredibly vocal um about you know issues affecting the black community but in a, an incredibly like anti-white way like mm-hmm. it really like she's she just yeah. seemed like um yeah, it seemed like her students really appreciated that about her, right? That she's calling mm. out white like you know calling right. out white supremacy and you know just being mm. super vocal and she apparently just like dressed very you know Mm. conspicuously ethnically even Mm. in on formal occasions and people thought saw that as being like really authentic so it was like Mm. her whole persona was about Mm. you know yeah Yeah. um so yeah huge fallout i mean she has now been fired Mm -hmm. i believe is the latest well she well yeah she resigned she um, resigned right yeah okay yeah yeah that but I mean, let's get it right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was not tenable, and there was a letter from her department asking right. asking for her to be fired. Um, yeah, and she, I mean, in her letter, she was saying, "I should be yeah. cancelled. You should yeah. cancel me." She was like, me. "Cancel me." Yeah, um, and she she said, "Like, I don't know what that means, but obviously, part of what that means would be losing your job because." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and I mean, yeah, for her, it's really losing for her to be get canceled literally means she is like her identity is being canceled in some way right like i don't mean to belittle like like or sort of like what she did is obviously like awful but at some point in her medium article she says something that really hit me where she was like you know i have no identity outside of this Mm. i have never developed one Mm. um like whether that's true or not but but if it were to be true right i think Mm. that's 
that's pretty severe for a person to go through, right? Like to now be like, yeah, mm. now I'm just not this identity that I've built mm. over decades is just now non-existent. Um, yeah. Like that's what cancellation means in this case, right? She has to give up that identity. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I mean, it certainly seems to me that like she'll lose, she's losing all her friends over this because it, Yeah. It, I think she, I, I read one story that she was on a Tinder date and she was criticizing this Afro Latino guy for having white friends. So it seems like she, yes, yeah, she's like totally disavowed wow. like any connection with uh, like, I guess her family or and mm-hmm. doesn't have any white friends. And now I guess all her uh, black friends or um, yeah. POC mm-hmm. friends are, are likely going to abandon her. Although this is an interesting aspect of this because I feel like you shouldn't be friends with like somebody's like, okay. So imagine somebody was friends with you mm-hmm. and came to you and said, I need to come clean. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And they had previously told you I'm Indian say, or like I'm, mm-hmm. Even like exactly just to cook, I'm Afro, right. Afro Latina, mm-hmm. and they came yeah. to you and they said, "I actually I, I was lying about that. It was sort of an adopted identity, and I'm I, I grew up Jewish in Kansas." Like, I feel like if somebody did that to me, I, I don't know if I would stop being friends with them. Obviously, nobody likes having been lied to, but I guess in this situation, I would see the lie as coming from a place of like total sort of self hatred or insecurity or. Um, like a place of really wanting to be a part of something and, right. or just or like mental illness. And yeah. I don't know, I would, I don't know if I would stop being friends with someone. I, th- I feel like I would want to tell them like, it's, it's cool. Like I, I like you for you. Like it, it's, it's okay. Like I don't really care <laughs> right. what race you are. I th- right. We can still be friends. I care about it. like, cause surely she's shared relationships with people that are about more than just what, what race they are. See, but that's the thing. I don't know about that. Like, I think normal friendships, I think, do work the way you're saying. I mean, there's a lot of my friends mm. who I've, like, you know, for the longest time didn't even know what race they were because I, mm. I don't bother to ask. Like, what does mm. it matter, right? Mm. Um, but in this case, I do, like, if... In her case, to me, it seems like so much of her life was just built around this identity. Mm. And I'm sure she, most of her friends mm. are that way too, right? And mm. if you if you think that you're allies working for this cause and you're all in it together... And that your race is really what binds you together in this mission, right? Then mm-hmm. that that is sort of a like that does seem like a betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. Like an, imagine it, like maybe not race because you don't care, right? But if you were gay, I imagine, and somebody mm-hmm. you were working with somebody f- to protect gay rights or work, you know, mm-hmm. and then somebody came out like, oh, I'm actually not. That mm-hmm. would be kind of a betrayal, right? Because th- then it's not just that. Oh, you, your race is just something that isn't part yeah. of this friendship. And you just happen to lie about it mm. to me for something else, as opposed to, oh, this is kind of something that's central to this relationship. Yeah. Is that not a bit weird, though? Like, because, like, say we, we are, say I am gay and somebody's like working with me for gay rights. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, actually, I'm not, I'm not gay. But like, mm. I, I, I don't, I still don't know, like, it, it's still weird to me that if I was then to say, oh, well, your your previous, the things you did for gay rights don't count mm. now. Like, so, and this is another thing about her because uh, like, it, obviously reading her Medium post, it wasn't like a Rachel Dolezal thing where she honestly believed 
right. that she was yeah. Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Like, she is obviously very conscious of the fact that she's Jewish and from Kansas. Right. So she's not, right? So it's it's not like a trans... She's not like a trans-racial person. She mm-hmm. is consciously um, saying that she's something she's she, not. Right. But at the same time, how could you do that for 20 years without feeling an honest, deep connection mm. to this identity and this com- community because so i mean she's it seems like she's like a competent academic and she's she's written like like a genuine What's, academic work about mm-hmm. like the african dias- diaspora and it seems like even though like i might not agree with some of her like political views it seems like she honestly believes them and has like deeply held convictions um about uh you know, uh, the oppression of people of color in in the United States yeah. and, and what needs to be done and fighting gentrification and, and, and stuff right, like that. Right, so, like, right. all that stuff to me, that still, that still counts. Like, if you, if you agree with those things that she was fighting for or saying, mm-hmm. like, surely it still counts, the stuff that she was doing. Okay, so, like, what... Yeah, I mean, she... I would say, like, when I think about this situation, I mean, she, like, in her post and in in subsequent posts that other people have write, they've talked about, like, all the people she's hurt, right? All the people that she's done, committed this violence. Mm -hmm. That was the title of her post, the anti-black violence of her life. And, yeah, there are some really, to me, clear victims, right? Because, uh, like, if it's the case that she um, got a job that was earmarked for... Yeah. a person of color mm-hmm. if she was getting grants or if she was getting publications right. de- publication deals that were earmarked for people of color then there are actual victims out there yeah. of her lies right? right so there's people of color who would have got that job or would mm-hmm. have got that grant that right. grant or that scholarship or that yeah right but i i guess i kind of think we can probably count those people on one or two hands the the people that have like lost something tangible because of what she's done like she can't have gotten that many grants or that like she (laughs) she can't get more than one job right right? like yeah and i guess we have to balance that with oh but she is yeah that's kind of been her mission to sort of you know amplify voices of mm -hmm. color and 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 just like these issues raise these issues of gentrification and all this stuff so Mm -hmm. has she committed yeah i mean yeah i i agree with you on some level that it that work still counts and i think the bigger question the bigger issue that i sometimes think about is but why do people need to feel like you have to belong to a certain group to advocate for it Mm. like that's not necessarily true but i think some people might yeah yeah it's it's funny because she it seems like she was like so kind of anti-white that she she probably almost felt that like in certain circles like no you can't be an ally like right. we don't even accept yeah. that you can be white and be mm-hmm. fully on board with right. these things or like talk in certain circles or get it like be accepted into certain circles because yeah. I mean this is the thing that NYU did right like now there's a push for um we need safe spaces where it's just people of color. Oh, right, like we need to sort right. of have like no white people in these spaces mm-hmm. so we can feel safe. And I guess like if you believe in that, then it sort of is a violation 
for a white person to sort of fake their way into that space. Into, yeah. Even if it seems to me that the performance was pretty convincing. Yeah, clearly, right? To yeah. a lot of people for a, like a long time. Like there was this Twitter thread that somebody wrote about how they had like let her speak at some event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had kind of demanded to speak because she was criticizing that they hadn't centered like black voices enough. So she was mm-hmm. like, "You, yeah, this was this way of like weaponizing identity to like and using like a marginalized identity for sort of power or clout or to like yeah. um, uh, center yourself, I guess. And this person was saying how he deeply... <laughs> It was it was crazy. Like the, the, sometimes the language of these people was just like he was he was apologizing on Twitter for like all the people he had hurt by letting this letting her speak at the and it, yeah. it's just like this this like oh, this is clutching of pearls and like I I, I like who, like I just want to like. I just sometimes want to get these people and just sort of shake them and say, like, you, like the fucking planet is dying. Like we yeah. are like, you know, like all of life on earth is at risk. And right. you're like, you're worried about just a, an imaginary harm that you've like, you let a lady talk like, okay, she talked. She yeah. probably said the same thing that another person would have, would have said if right. you like, and yeah. And it's I, not like she's going, this, like she's talking about things that people do care. Like these, mm, these, whatever she's saying, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Right. Mm, um, yeah. 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 It, it, it's, it's crazy. And I think that, um, the we like when we, when we're talking about, um, the ideas of like the, um, the importance of diversity, right. The importance mm-hmm. of like, you, you know, um, and there's like, the uh, idea is there that you need uh, diverse perspectives. So you need to have like people of different races and ethnicities in a department, say to, because they will bring diverse perspectives and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think that sh- her story, like she was fulfilling that role, despite like not being genuinely Afro Latina. Like she was definitely like bringing that perspective, uh, like, well, I guess I I don't I don't really know, but I'm it's not it's not clear to me that there's yeah, maybe like it's not clear to me that there's really a difference between the perspective that she was bringing mm-hmm. compared to the like say she did have she was 116th Afro-Latina, right? Yeah. It, like is there is there a like a massive difference between mm. her perspective who had just sort of steeped herself in this culture and this mm-hmm. way of thinking about the world and just somebody who happens to have different genes that like yeah. originated in like in a specific part of the world and like that to me gets to a really interesting question which is like you know we we you know like i don't know if you saw this email but we're gonna there was a talk today that we were invited to about how like race is not real genetically like it's mm-hmm. right and this is this is this is what we're commonly told these days is that like it's not a biological reality like it doesn't right. doesn't map onto genetics and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it seems to me that and i i want to think this through with you because like I, yeah. I i've been trying to think about it all week and i don't even know what i think but it seems mm-hmm. to me that like there's a tension between wanting to say race is just a social construct it has no biological reality yeah. and also wanting to say well this woman 
is is white and she can never not be white and it's that seems like totally a function of biology because you're saying she was white because of who her parents were right. and what her genetics is and i agree with that like i think i think she i think she is white but like if we accept that aren't we accepting that there there is a biological Real thing called white reality of hmm. race well not well not necessarily right you could make the argument that like her parents are white so she was raised and she was raised white clearly mm. so that's what makes her white right like yeah, i but... but but i do think like yeah that is a very interesting thing that i do want to think through because i kept thinking about like rachel dozal mm. dozal during this time mm. right and she genuinely does mm. seem to think that she is not that she thinks like i think she identifies as black mm. right and she's very clear about that i don't, I don't think she ever calls herself african-american but i think she says she identifies in black um, and that to me, like, yeah, I, I think, you know, race is not, it's, it's a construct, right? We've kind of created it. Mm. And if you were to, it seemed like her parents had adopted like four black children when she was around 15, 17. And she, I think eventually, you know, went to Howard university. Um, and I think just like sort of, I do honestly believe that she, she identifies as black and that is legitimate. Mm. And I don't think that just because she's biologically white, that she shouldn't be allowed to do that. Right, that, that it's somehow wrong of her to claim that she's black. Right, what? like if you wow. grew up in India, like if you were mm. born in India and you grew up there, mm. I think it would be fair to for you to say that you're Indian Rachel, to, to identify culturally as Indian. Yeah, well, Rachel Dolezal was not raised as black, though, right? This she was is, not raised as black. No, no, but, but she, she she's advocating that it's transracialism is a thing in the way that transgenderism mm-hmm. is. That's that's right. her that's her view, and she maintains that to this day. Yeah, even though she was. <laughs> totally canceled and <laughs> yeah. the black community in the United States does not accept her in this, in the slightest. Um, right. yeah. Um, yeah. And it's but interesting I mean, but, because but, but it's not crazy to think that somebody growing up in America mm. sort of feels black inside, even though they might not look it like, I don't think that's crazy. Well, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I don't know that much about Rachel Dolezal and why, why she thinks she's black. I guess like if she's just, saying well it it yeah i don't know what i don't really know what she means by that but i mean it it does sort of stand out to me that the things that people would say to deny that she's black do sound pretty similar to the things that like get you labeled a turf if you say them about gender right mm, so right. Yeah. yeah like uh like uh gender critical feminists say for example that trans women um, are not sort of treated by society as women. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they don't ex- truly experience the sexism um, that mm-hmm. creates a shared experience of like su- like suffering as, as women. So they can't mm-hmm. truly like know what it's like to be a woman because yeah. they weren't born in a woman's body. So they weren't treated by society as a woman. And that's exactly what people would say about Rachel Dolezal. Like, no, you're actually not black because you were born in a white body and society doesn't treat you as black. Like we, as black people can't escape this society will treat us a certain way because of how we look, which you will never understand. And you will never be a part of because you weren't born in the right kind of body. Right. But yeah, I guess that's true. But then what about cases in which you have altered your appearance Mm. to Mm. look black well, and yeah. in which case, like, like people would probably treat you as black, and right. you know, I mean, people treated Jessica Kruger as black, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. 
a lot of people accepted her and and you know there are like a lot of different skin shades yeah. among people who do have like black her- heritage mm-hmm. um genetic true, yeah. heritage so like i mean it's been really interesting for me because I've I've listened to a bunch of like looked at a bunch of commentators talking about um, Jessica Krug and like mm-hmm. some of them are just like how did anybody ever fall for this? <laughs> she doesn't look black in the slightest, and some of them are like yeah, well I can, yeah I can well, see it. But there's but there's a lot of mixed. I, I was talking to my sister about this. Mm. Like there's a lot of mixed like you know half black people that really don't look. Like they look white, right? If there are a lot yeah, of people who yeah, are half totally. black, have white, that look completely white. Like you wouldn't be able to tell. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I used to. I honestly thought Clay Thompson was. He's a basketball player for the Golden State Warriors. You you might not have ever heard of him. I honestly thought nope. he he was either white or Hispanic when I first saw <laughs> yeah. him. But he's he's half black. Like his dad yeah. was very dark skinned black. Played for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Um, yeah, my sister told me logic. There's a rapper called Logic who apparently is half black, but doesn't. I looked at a yeah. picture and I'm like, yeah, he doesn't. He, he, like, I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Amber Rose is. Oh, yeah. Amber Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like a quarter black. She just looks like a white lady to me if I look at her face. And... No. Amber Rose. No? You can tell she's mixed. At I don't least. know. I was watching an episode of Blackish last night that <laughs> she was on. And I'm, I asked my wife, is, is she black? Or is she? And she said, no, yeah, she's she's black. So I looked Wait, it up. She's, she's the one with she... like shaved head, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. I, I but you can Rose. tell it's straight hair. It's not an it's not Afro hair. I'm oh. pretty sure. Hmm. Anyway, okay. yeah. Anyway, so our point. <laughs> so, yeah, that's weird. And I was thinking of also about like Michael Jackson. If you're going to base like mm. race on how you look, like that doesn't work. Like my- Michael Jackson was still very black, right? Yeah, like, but I mean, even... by the end, yeah, you couldn't really res- no, you couldn't really see my- the original Michael Jackson in how he looked at the end. He was just his own unique weird. That's thing. true. He was just Michael um, Jackson, but you still yeah. wouldn't say that he's not black anymore because yeah, he doesn't yeah. look it. Yeah. But also, like, yeah, I guess, like, it, traditionally, like, the black community in the United States has sort of accepted uh, everybody as black who says they're black, right? Because the, I guess the idea was, like, well, why would you lie about it? We, mm, so yeah, badly... nobody's benefiting from it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why right. would you lie about it? And also the other idea was, well, the white people are not going to accept you. And we, we know what that feels like. Oh. So you're yeah. welcome without, in our community. Right. But imagine if say clay thompson i don't know mm-hmm. was pretended to be white and then was found out right? right uh like it would be pretty weird for the white community to be like how dare you pretend to be white do you know what i mean like it it, it it'd be a weird thing it just wouldn't be how i would i, I would feel sorry for him i'd be like well that, that's sad that you don't feel like comfortable in like but your isn't he half white? Ident- yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, yeah, that, that's yeah. not unfair for like he can do that. That's not lying about it. If he if he's half no, white, yeah, I guess. Just, but if he yeah. was pretending to be fully fully white, ah, I mean, white. and then yeah. it was like found out that he was because or in some cases, what if you are like you know white passing? You know, there's a lot of like mm. yeah, you know, non-white people that look white that could pass mm. for white. Um, right. Where if were, they were to claim that they're white, just to you know for some benefit, um, right. I mean, it's still yeah. I mean, I guess lying. I guess, but I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess they would. People would say if you're white passing, you just are already benefiting from it because you're not going to mm. get racially profiled and right. you know. Um, so I was thinking about like my son, right? Mm. Yeah. So my wife is like six months pregnant. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have a baby in um, December. December. And yeah. So my wife is Mexican. She's actually like 
a bit of a mix. She's like quarter Japanese. Um, oh, wow. Nice. And oh, that's why Shidumi. I was like, Shidumi does yeah, not yeah, sound like a Spanish name. Japanese, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have this kid uh, and he's going to be half Mexican, mm-hmm. right? And we're planning to call, like, use both our last names, like nice. Lazada mm-hmm. Connor. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about him and, like, just how insane this country is about race yeah. and, 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 I was thinking, like, you know, like at a certain point, he might apply for university, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it feasibly could help him, yeah, get into like a course to tick the box. Yeah, I, I'm Hispanic Latino, even though like mm-hmm. probably this kid's gonna grow up pretty privileged. Like, probably he's gonna look like pretty white. Like he's you don't, you don't know that. pretty white passing and. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, like Shudume is kind of dark, so we don't we don't really know. But like, yeah. I don't like. I just don't know if he should tick that box. Like, I don't like. I feel really? like yeah, no, because hmm. isn't what? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't like. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I mean, the the idea of diversity is that like he should get in uh, ahead of a white kid because he brings diversity, and diversity makes for a better educational environment right but i don't i i don't know if i believe that like in in this case because he is good at like i'm gonna be his dad Shadume's gonna be his mom. like I, I just feel like he's gonna like have a pretty normal privileged life right. and i don't think he's gonna like th- like see the world or think about the world in a fundamentally different way to like any other kid applying for university and and so i mean right. probably like in, at the end of the day, like, like to be completely honest, I'll probably tell him, yeah, just like take, take that spot. Like, if they're gonna, if it's gonna help you, just just do it. Like, you know, it's a doggy yeah, dog and world, who and, and it's, the planet's yeah. dying anyway. So, like, just <laughs> like, just go for it. But yeah, like, it's, this it's was weird assuming, to me. I, this is assuming universities still exist by the time yeah, your kids are old right. enough to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um. But at the same time, it's weird to me because, like, isn't. I don't I mean, know. Like we were talking I, about this in the SAT episode. Like uh, affirmative action originally was like trying to make up for historical injustices and trying to like, like. But now there's this this weird alternate philosophy of like, no, it's about promoting diversity, which is like a good in itself. Um, it's not. It's not like reparations. It's not anything like that. And I don't know. It's it just. A, but I still think that I still think the idea of like you know, giving a leg up to students who come from marginalized background is to sort of help, you know, make up for all the time. Like, you know, because like some not, people he's worst... not going to be marginalized. Who's, well, like... but, but, well, he's not marginalized, right? No. But you're, but Shidumi's family, right? Like back in the day, her family could not have gone to college in the U.S., right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they probably got here mm-hmm. after that was kind of done with. Well, like, no, I don't mean like, like her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, maybe not mm-hmm. her family exactly, mm-hmm. but Mexican people mm-hmm. in general, right? Like you were not allowed to go to school back in the day in the United States, right? So it's not, I don't think it's meant to be like, oh, if your specific family did not face these issues and you don't, right? It's more like, yeah, broadly speaking, you yeah. know, injustices were done and education <laughs> was denied to these, these um, groups of people and they're just yeah. trying to make up for that. Yeah, Look, I think that's no. That makes that, uh, that yeah. makes sense. No, you're like the, the way of thinking about it that makes the most sense for me is that you have enormous inequalities between certain racial groups, and those yeah. inequalities are caused by historical injustices. Mm-hmm. Therefore, um, you know the 
you should uh, sort of give a leg up to certain groups because mm-hmm. they've dealt with ad- disadvantages that other people yeah. haven't. However, like where it gets messy is like, okay, my kid comes along, hasn't experienced any disadvantage, uh, hasn't like hasn't really been like affected by those historical injustices at all. Yeah. And he, he could potentially get a leg up just because he can technically tick this box because technically his mom's from Mexico. Like, it it's it just seems to me like, I don't know, like this, <laughs> this, this focus on, this focus on race and like the importance given to, given to race in this country seems Bizarre. like a dead end to me. Like, cause yeah. the, like, it's going to get so complicated, right? Like, it so is. his kid will be a quarter Hispanic, right? Like if right. he marries a white lady or like mm-hmm. he mar- marry an Asian lady. And like the, the more that race is mixed, the like these, I, these, ticking these boxes and it's like become, worrying yeah. about like quotas of different groups in different organizations is just going to become infeasible at a certain it point. Really like, is. I, Even now it's so bizarre. I don't know if you notice, and this just irks me in, in like surveys. I know it's because of census, but they ask like you to like click like Hispanic or not mm. Hispanic. And then mm. there's no option of that when you actually have a race question. Mm. Right. And I'm like, so what is a Mexican person supposed to do when they ask Ugh. them to fill out their race? Yeah. Shidume finds that really weird. Like, uh, yeah, there's I do no, too. I'm like, sh- there's, there's no, no box s- on the sense. It's like, no. there were, there was like a whole continent full of people <laughs> like in South America before, like the Spanish got there. And she right. like, it feels so weird for her to tick white and then Hispanic. I'm I'm white yeah. and Hispanic because neither of those things really describe what exactly. she is, which is yeah. mainly like uh, Olmec. So mm. it's like, what, what what are you talking about? Like, there's so many Mexican people in this country. How could they not have a box? Anyway, uh, yeah. like that. It's another, bizarre. I know. It just bothers me. I'm like, what is another, this? this is... And you know what? The other thing. Uh, this issue. is just. <laughs> this is just. This is just my personal beef. But, to any Indian person listening out, don't take other, okay? If there's only an option for Asian, pick Asian, right? <laughs> it's just, I'm, every time I see this, I'm just like, okay, if they haven't given you a Southeast Asian option, mm. just pick Asian, right? It makes mm. it easier for people who are, you know, actually doing, you know, collecting the data. Yeah. But yeah. Technically, so, yeah. technically Asian. <laughs> technically Te- Asian, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, okay, yeah. So where where was I going with that? So like you... Okay, like we we want diversity, and we judge organizations by like just counting heads, right? right. Like, um, you know, this organization needs to do better. They only have X number of these people. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, okay, yeah. Uh, does that mean if they have okay? So like, say we want um, certain percentage of uh, Latinos in an organization, right? If we have, if we meet that percentage, but all those people are half Latino, do we have enough Latinos in the organization? Right. Or do we need to have double, right? So like if it's 5% Latino, you need 10% of half Latinos in the organization (laughs) or like 20% of quarter Latinos. Like ultimately we could end up just getting this down to the genetic level and everybody Mm. in an organization has to take 23 and me and like every every (laughs) genetic variant uh has to Uh, be equally represented or proportionally represented in an organization it's just nuts like it's just nuts like and And i it it, like it it, like this shift like away like to just like talking about these characteristics instead of what people are actually doing or what they're about right like I mean, basing like hiring decisions on these things just seems 
Yeah, I, like, and I agree with you. It's going to get very, very complicated in this country, especially, yeah. right? Like, and I also just feel like, you know, Jessica Kruger is going to keep happening. Like to the extent that we, right? Um, I mean, there was another case you sent me about, right? Yeah, Some grad yeah. students, and yeah, this was interesting. So there was another case that came out a few days after Jessica Krug, mm-hmm. um, where the person actually was outed by somebody yeah. else who wanted to like take them down. Right. And it was fascinating. So um, people can look it up. The name was C.V. Haddad. So yeah. you can just Google um, either C-I-V-I-H-A-D-D-A-D or just the letter C.V. Haddad and you'll, you'll yeah. find the Medium post. So oh, we somebody... Can, we, can, we can link to we it can li- in oh, the yeah, show right, right. notes. Yeah, yes. we're fancy like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this was an interesting case. So like somebody was outing this grad student. I forget which university... I don't know, but I can look it up while you talk. Um, and sort of saying that they, like Jessica Krug, were sort of um, appropriating like a black identity. Um, but this case was weird because, yeah, to me, this girl didn't seem crazy. I think University of um, Wisconsin-Madison. University, okay. This girl didn't seem crazy. She just seemed to be like being a bit dishonest and sort of embracing these identities so mm-hmm. she, she grew up italian right um mm-hmm, but in this right. medium post that this person put together which pretty weird thing to do to put together a whole medium post to like out somebody yeah. for lying about their race but like whatever so she sort of showed a bunch of like instagram posts or tweets where this she was really kind of like at first it seemed like pretending to be latina so she mm. was talking like using Spanish and talking about right. her, her mom's Mexican cooking or like something <laughs> like this. And, yeah. um, and then just gradually sort of like starting to pretend to be black, it seemed like she described herself as light skin. Another light skin mm. thirst trap she wrote. And this is apparently but, but a phrase that... But could you that, say that even if you're like brown that you're... Yeah, I guess. Like, but yeah. I don't know if Italians use that phrase. No, probably. Well, right. actually... I'm a light skin... Maybe, yeah, maybe not Italians, know. although I have heard that there is a bias against dark skin, even in Italy. Interesting. Um, I could be wrong, mm, but yeah. I think I know somebody who lived in Italy for some time and they said yeah. that, you know, North and South, apparently we have different. But it they, was, yeah, yeah like it was, if you read, I don't know, I, I felt like the Medium Post, like strung together enough evidence that she was pretending not, not to be yeah. white or to pre- pretending to be a person of color of some, of some oh, sort. Definitely. Yeah. And there was like one instance where somebody like people were asking her like, what, what race are you? Like, mm-hmm. um, and she would refuse to say, and she would sort of like almost like paint that as like an anti-racist practice. Like yeah. if I, if you don't know what race I am, like my ambiguity is my shield. Like you can't be racist mm. against me if you don't know. Right. I mean, I've said that before. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, I mean, I have because I'm like, like I, I don't know how people like how people are going to be racist towards me. Like, yeah, how yeah. would they be racist towards you if you don't know what race you are? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, well, unless you just thought like all non-white racists. Sucked. Yeah, that's then I you guess could that's just true. Be like, well, then I know, just... I know you're not white, so I know. <laughs> right. you're, like, so I'll just treat maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but this girl, like, she didn't seem to be like taking advantage in any like financial way like i don't think she um it didn't seem like she had a position at university that was based on race it didn't seem like she was getting grants based on her race it seemed like she was just using it almost for social clout or like social cred um because you know 
it's just not very cool to be white, right? Like you, <laughs> like it's hard to win right. arguments. Very it's hard to win arguments yeah. about identity politics because people can always right. like point. Well, yeah. well, you're just white. You like you don't get it. You yeah. you you don't know what it's like. Your lived experiences. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she was just kind of using it in this way to like win arguments or like get likes or get shares or be popular or be cool. And I don't know, to me, that's just something that like insecure people will do. And it's hard to avoid that if we have this culture that like treats whiteness incentivizes oh yeah like like lame (laughs) shameful thing to be or like oh yeah just like this albatross around your neck right yeah where you constantly have to like feel guilty about it and Mm. you know just constantly like apologize for it and be like oh i need to acknowledge my you know gosh yeah or just like i don't know like just and it seems like like you can't like, like, yeah, I, I think def- mental health definitely comes into play, right? Even if it's not, mm. like, even if even if it's not, not like, full-blown mental illness, there's mm. still, like you're saying, right? It has to be mm. some, like, healthy, mentally healthy people don't do stuff like that, I don't think, mm. right? Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. So this, yeah, I don't know, man. I like, I, the, um, yeah, I, I just think like we we've created a lot of incentives for people yeah. to like position themselves as as victims of oppression, yeah. right? Like this yeah. this comes with a lot of like credibility and power and authority, right? It just sort of gives you authority to talk, um, and right. people like power and authority, and and I think <laughs> that like people are going to like as, as for as long as we keep sort of. Um, assigning such importance to these identities people will want to sort of partake in them unfortunately and i i listen to a i listen to like a lot of podcasts to to get some different perspectives on the jessica Mm -hmm. krug thing and and one of them um one of them was uh really eye-opening because it like it was a podcast um by like a black man and a, and a black woman and and they were sort of talking about it and the the main lesson that they were taking from the Jessica Krug thing is like mm-hmm. you need to be if 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 it don't add up you need to be asking questions you need to be like if somebody tells you they're black don't just take oh. their word for it if they don't if they, if they don't look black if their stories mm-hmm. don't add up and they were like do it respectfully do it respectfully mm. but you need to be asking those questions what? when it when it doesn't add up. And in some sense, yeah, right? Like but it, when there's situations like Jessica Krug where she's getting grants and getting jobs and stuff like that, yeah. uh, it should probably be interrogated. But, but I don't I, know. At, on, do at, a social, yeah. at a social level, it's really, it, it's really weird. But because even like, at a grant level, I don't mm. understand how you could do that without just offending right, most right. of the people. And like that's, that's kind of a that, that's such a like it's such a weird thing to recommend to do, especially when you think about how I mean, some people you know are bothered and legitimate. Like I understand mm. why when you ask them like, "Where are you from?" But like, no, mm. but where are you originally from, right? Mm. Like, and well, people mm. are trying to get to like, oh yeah, like mm. where's your mm. background? What's your ethnic background? Like, where are you? And some people mm. take offense to that, right? Because it's like, yeah, yeah I'm from here. Like, what what do you mean mm. I'm not? Mm. And so to ask people to sort of justify what their race is. Yeah. I, I know it's weird. I don't, like, I don't, yeah, it's just it's, it's crazy. Like, but from the point of view of these podcasters, I think they were they were saying like this is the only way that we can stop fraudsters like this um, because they were sort of talking about, and I think it's very true that like, like it, I feel like if I had met Jessica Crew, mm-hmm. I I would have probably thought in my head, well, she 
she doesn't look that black but like okay if she's saying she's black you know i like i know black people look all sorts of different ways so yeah. i probably would have just accepted it because like yeah. there's no way you're gonna especially as a white guy there's no way i'm gonna be like are you really black jessica yeah. professor and, professor and i have a question <laughs> <laughs> are you really black because like obviously the obvious answer is this like offense and like how dare you like how dare you question my like that my identity like that um and that's why nobody that's why she got away with it i think for so long because like we nobody wants to like take yeah take i mean that. take that and somebody risk or, i can't remember but somebody else posted either th- yeah i think it was a thread on twitter who said that yeah they had that they were friends with jessica krug and some of their friends had told them to be wary of her and they weren't really mm. buying all of that. Mm. Um, and they talked about how they sort of, you know, disregarded that and, mm. you know, because they, yeah, it's, it's tricky, right? Like I, yeah. Well, another interesting thing was like people were upset at how sort of um, stereotypical her portrayal mm. yeah. of this Afro Latina woman was, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is, so it's like, yeah, she does doing the whole like hoops and the, you know, yeah, hair yeah. And, and the not, clothes and yeah. And teaching salsa um, <laughs> yeah. and hating white people and <laughs> like not, you know, like, uh, but at the same time, it certainly seems like that was a relatively convincing performance and that that was like, uh, it was a performance that was successful for her and, and was, yeah. was working you know to a, and, to a point yeah. and until mm-hmm. until it got found I mean, out and some people were saying that yeah that she got found out and that's why she wrote that post as opposed to you know just yeah. like this confession but who knows that's what i've heard uh is that people were sort of circling in and asking questions about it. and apparently the reason they were doing it that is because there was a previous case at the same university oh. of somebody a, a male who was fired or left or resigned uh, and was found to have lied about his origin story. Said he was like Afro-Cuban, but was not or something like that. I couldn't find much information online about that one, though. Can I ask you, like, you know how there's like all like universities and even job like um, applications are now asking for diversity statements? Yeah. And I wonder, like, if that's going to push people more to like, even if like, if you're like one sixteenth, you know, whatever, right, that you might claim Mm. that. I, like the funniest thing I read when I was like applying to grad school is like because um, we had to write a diversity statement also for mm-hmm. for Berkeley, and this one student that was applying for to the math program was like I like he's like I don't know what to write about like I want to study math because mm-hmm. like that's because I like math like that's the only reason any anybody wants to, wants to study math like there's no I haven't faced any you know disadvantage like that <laughs> that is straight he's, in the rejection like, pile buddy sorry. <laughs> I mean, he was like, I don't know what to write because I, you know, I like math. Like, that's the only Mm. reason. Mm. And I was like, that's so funny, but so true. And it like sometimes I I wonder if we're pushing people into sort of taking more uh, more of these identities. I like, yeah, what's the difference between somebody that's one sixteenth or even Mm. half in your case, but has not had any Mm. such experience taking Mm. on that that identity for, you Mm. know, getting some benefit. So was the diversity statement about your own identities and how they would lead to diversity or was it about what have you done like what um what, so what it's have you called, done well promote? it's called like the personal history statement so it's essentially okay. about you know what's your personal history mm. any disadvantage that you faced or maybe also done to help mm. i i can't remember the details but 
Yeah. More of like, yeah, just like your personal history. Yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, UC Berkeley is now basically using diversity statements as a f- the first like right. cull. Like they, yeah. this is this is the first thing that's looked at, and fifty yeah. percent of applications are dropped um, yeah. based on the that. like not having a good enough diversity statement. So, um, but what's scary about that? Like, I'm sure people like Jessica Kuken write really good diversity statements, mm. right? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like this is, it's interesting to me because like I, all through my twenties, I was a climate change activist. And the reason, the reason I was, was like, I I was worried about its impact mainly Mm -hmm. on like the poorer people in the world. Most of, most of whom are brown, right? Like, so like, I like, you know, I got, I don't know, I did a bunch of stuff. Like you can like look it up online if you're interested, but anyway, (laughs) like the, but I don't think my diversity statement will be as good as right. somebody who yeah. like spent no time doing activism, but was in university, but just was on the right committees right. or, yeah. uh, do you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, this, no, this like we, we now have this uh, diversity and equity committee at Berkeley. Anybody can be part of it. Um, and I think some of the stuff that's doing, they're doing is pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. um, finding out, like researching ways to, uh, have uh, like more extensive outreach, uh, right. into different, um, Posting but, the job, the job openings yeah. in like more diverse areas. Yeah. Like just reaching out more. Yeah. But like, you also know that like, there's going to be people on that committee that don't do that much. Right. Like, and this is, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me at the moment. Cause I have to write a diversity statement for mm-hmm. this job that I'm going for. And I think yeah. like my diversity statement will be fine. Like, cause I, you know, I've done tutoring for like, um, uh, disadvantaged kids, kids in Australia yeah. and here I was part of this like letter writing committee um at berkeley we we put out this public statement in support of like uh daca students when you know trump mm-hmm. was threatening right. them at the university mm-hmm. but also like when i think of like all my sort of years of activism this stuff like it's not i don't know like when i when i think of like the world and i think of the problems and i think of like climate change or the hundred million refugees in the world or the yeah. hundred thousand people who are homeless in the US tonight, yeah. like sleeping. Or the Muslims the that are being killed street. in China. Yeah, and the being, Uyghurs right, being like killed it's... in China. Yeah, the the idea that like UC Berkeley needs to like change its outreach uh more so they get more black or Hispanic applicants is really not very high to me on um a, a list of priorities for reducing suffering in the world. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, it and it seems like it's 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 like it's almost like the only thing that matters in the in the minds of job committees. Almost like, like it's OK. I mean, we do like we certainly you want everybody you hire to not be like a, a racist to like not like yeah. exclude people or like not yeah. take an application seriously because somebody's a certain race. But I really have questions about. How, like how much is that actually happening like the how many how many professors are like throwing applications in the bin because they think the person is like a, a different race it doesn't seem to me to be like that like serious an issue at berkeley like if you look at recent hires at berkeley mm-hmm. they've been quite diverse yeah. um like jason and ari have were two of the most recent hires and then before that and recent graduate cohorts have been quite diverse Right. Um, and I, I know for a fact that in, in the years before that, 
there was many, many students of color who applied to Berkeley and got offers and didn't come to Berkeley. So oh. it's it's really not been for like a lack of lack of trying trying and yeah. trying to get diversity. So this mm-hmm. this idea like and this like soul searching in our department of like we need to do more, like we need we need to do better. We need like yeah, I, I just um I mean again it's I think the intentions are good, right? I think the intentions yeah. are like all of these people are well intentioned, everybody's just trying to do what they can. And in the light of everything that's happened this year, right, I, I can see this push. Um, but, you know, as long as things don't keep going in the same direction and becoming more, mm. right, like, I, like, I just really hope we don't keep putting more and more focus on, mm. on, you know, race or gender. I don't know. It just, like... You know, we should like, you know, we should judge people by the strength of their character. And I know that sounds so cliche, right? But, but really, you know, like, it, it, it just seems again, and I've told you this before, right? When somebody like me comes to this country, one of the most liberating things is that you're no longer judged, you know, by your caste or who your parents are. Mm-hmm. And you get to become your own person and people sort of judge you just for your own qualities. And I feel like that's going away. And that's scary. Yeah, I I think I had like the opposite experience, like I you know, and this is certainly like, and I admit, and I'm I like, I'm aware of this that this is part of like white privilege, but in Australia I didn't think about race. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about race in India too, Paul. <laughs> I remember getting to this country. Uh, one of the first lab meetings I went to, uh, one of the professors we were talking about like open science. And mm-hmm. and they said they just looked at me very seriously and like yeah but Paul you know they're all white men, and I <laughs> had never really heard that before like yeah. I'd never really heard like that's the entirety of my argument against this thing is, is the good? gender and race of the people leading it right. I'd never heard it so like I just had this kind of like re- response of like but that doesn't mean they're wrong right and like. <laughs> There's other students like laughed at my response, but like I, it was just this thing of like I had, I had come from an environment where like these, these identities weren't given such force or power to like shut down arguments uh, or be like the final word about things, and yeah, it's and weird. Like I, I definitely is. had this. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I mean, like, I, I went to, so last year I went to this, like, um, an open science conference, and there was somebody presenting um, qualitative research on serial inventors. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it turns out most of the serial, like, you know, really prolific inventors throughout history have been, like, white guys. But mm-hmm. people took offense to that. Like, they kind of were like, oh, why is it all these, like, white guys? You know, why is this researcher, you know, talking about just white guys? And I'm, I could like I'm like how how does one respond to that, mm. right? Like you're studying something very specific, and it just so happens that you know the subject pool tends like it. It doesn't mean that they didn't invent those things or that they weren't valuable contributions. Like I just like yeah, these arguments just seem so just you know out of left field to me. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, um, Jessica Krug, interesting situation interest raises a lot of interesting questions i think um and just makes me a little bit sad about um what 
what's going on like the the state the state of race relations in our yeah. world and yeah yeah I, I, I feel like there's too much othering going on right we're trying to like separate ourselves into these categories as, as opposed to like trying to find the commonalities between us yeah, yeah. see so i mean people strongly disagree with this like people um yeah so my anti-racist friend cat was talking mm-hmm. about uh, we could say this, but that's colorblindness, which is harmful. So this is now just like this accepted truth that trying to be colorblind is is harmful and wrong and the wrong strategy. Um, but I, I'm not sure about that. I like honestly, I'm not sure about that. Like I think that uh, guy Coleman Hughes has some interesting things to say about that. Camille Foster, Thomas Chatterton Williams. Mm, um, yeah. Like I sort of like just this i guess minority but like these are like black scholars kind of speaking up uh, you know in mm-hmm. f- in fate like let's not totally forget about the goal of colorblindness let's not um yeah and i mean i'm open to the argument that maybe now is not the time like we haven't reached that point yet but surely mm. like the goal is that right surely that's where we what we should be aiming for in the long run Right. Not 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 focusing on things that divide us, but things that I was telling somebody else like I when like when I grew up in India, there's this beautiful song because I mean, India is super diverse. Right. We might we we might not be this different races, but it's a different culture, different Mm -hmm. food, different language, like every Mm -hmm. 300 miles Mm -hmm. you go. Super Mm -hmm. diverse. Right. But there's there's this beautiful song where like everybody's singing in a different language um, throughout the whole song. And the, the lyrics is simply, you know, when when um when our notes combine, you know, when my note uh, merges with yours, the note becomes ours. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the whole point of it, right? That we should kind of focus on, yeah, at the end of the day, we're the same people. We all want the same thing in life. Like, mm-hmm. how, how about we focus on that, right? Let, let's look at individuals as individuals and treat everybody with respect and kindness and, mm-hmm. yeah, not, not try to other people, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, like, I, I kind of tend to agree, like, it, and I mean, there's, I research, like most... there's research showing that empathy, right? If you, if you, mm. I was reading about it yesterday. Like if you show somebody a hand um, and you like pinch it, there's some like pain that, right? Your receptors for your pain perception light up. Mm. But if you show them a hand that's your race versus not your race, in-group versus out-group, mm. that, that signal is less for the out-group, mm. right? I've heard about that research too. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit, little bit skeptical of it, but. I, w- yeah, but. I don't, like, it, it, it uh, that's with... probably not fair to say like i haven't read the paper but i you know i'm skeptical of most research in general yeah that's a good thing like but that. my point being you know mm. we should move because this is like neuro research right so yeah like, mm-hmm. but i mean maybe like well let's find that study and talk about it should we no i mean it's late you you want it's to... super late yeah all right so we're not gonna i mean this has know. been a fun conversation but yeah I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say. I mean, nobody's uh, nobody's going to be listening at this point anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think we've said some interesting things. Do you mm. think when we're applying for jobs, well, when you're applying for jobs, they'll look at this podcast and mm. be like, oh, yeah, we don't want that guy? Maybe, but then do I really want to be in that environment? Yeah, I, I, I agree they with would you. Yeah. want to exclude me based on just, saying what i think about things and trying to be honest and fair-minded I, I don't know like what like i guess like 
I'm just trying to think of like like the person who would listen to this and just think that we are ignorant and not being fair and like you I, know that yeah i mean i'm sure that's possible right mm. like i i don't mm. we because... don't try we try not to mind read but i think you know some mm. other people might impute some intentions on us mm. yeah. yeah sorry I... now my stomach's really starting to make a lot of noise so we should uh... should wrap it up yeah Okay, so final thoughts. Um, my, yeah, so like my, I don't know what to take from the Jessica Krug situation, right? Like, I think yeah. like she she did something wrong, right? She, she definitely did something wrong. She was dishonest. And there's, like I said, some definable, identifiable, well, you, you don't know who they are, but there's there are some victims of this, right? Like, right. So, who lost Absolutely. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the, at the same time, some of the rhetoric around it like what did she say it's the epitome of violence no it's actually not violent (laughs) like nobody was physically physically harmed by what you did and she said it's it's like stealing right so like yeah maybe from the that handful of people who would have gotten a grant but like you you didn't steal anything by teaching a salsa class right like because stealing is when you take something from that person and they don't have it anymore Right. And yeah, we probably could do a whole other podcast. I could have my wife on actually to talk about cultural appropriation because she has oh, she has lots of thoughts. But I would like, love to talk about just... cultural appropriation because I'm like, if that's a thing, then I'm calling out everybody on doing yoga. I'm like, okay, you can't do yoga anymore. <laughs> Nobody can do yoga. <laughs> yeah. Well, people do say that. Like, the, but I <laughs> do. They? But it's like they're not Indian people. I don't think any Indian people care. If you like salsa, I think you should just. You should do salsa, and it, like, and yeah, he was you shouldn't. Actually, you shouldn't pretend to. You shouldn't pretend to be Afro Latina if you're not Afro Latina. But then, if you are Afro Latina, and some Jewish lady from Kansas really wants to be your friend, like, <laughs> like you shouldn't just not want to be their friend because they're a Jewish lady from Kansas as well. And right. like, I, I actually hope that she has real friends and that those real friends will look past can forgive her and 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 not 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 even though she lied about her race that just feel that like the friendship wasn't a lie like she's because she i'm sure she really likes and loves and values those those people in it and i don't think that is likely to be a lie and um and like jessica look if if the afro-latina community just totally boots you out I will be your friend. <laughs> I know you don't. You're not very fond of white males, but I think we are one race, the human race, and I, I will embrace you. Um, it, you know, um, if nobody else will. Yeah. So come on the pod, Jessica. We would love to have you on the pod. It will be an interesting conversation. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think this is what's happening in this case because I have no friends, Paul, and you've accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but if, yeah, I, if I find out, Smriti, that you're not really a person of color, <laughs> I feel very I, I betrayed. I sometimes wonder, I'm like, yeah, people are going to be like, she's probably not Indian either. Like, I don't like rice and I don't, <laughs> and I don't, don't eat a lot of spicy food. You don't like rice? I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of it. I like bread. Like I like you know naan or other other kinds of Indian bread. But 
Race is yeah. not my favorite. Yeah. Well, that just connects to the question of what what is race really? Can you really <laughs> can you really be Indian if you don't like right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. To, to be determined. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if this will be the one that gets us canceled. It might. Okay. Well, it's been a good run. But yeah, it's been a good. It's been a good run. The world's ending. I mean, after the sky on Friday. I mean, on Wednesday. I've, you know, lost. And I mean, the, the, you know, California is just burning. It's just insane how bad the situation is in some places. Um, yeah, it's scary. So, yeah, you know, the world won't be around for too long for us to, I think, bear the consequences of. <laughs> yeah. Of this. But yeah, well, great talking to you as always, Paul. You too. You too. That was yeah. fun. Um, and we'll talk next week. Yeah, next week. Bye. Bye.